Hi everyone, we are back today with another episode on growing and scaling your business. Today I have Kathy. I've actually met her through a shared program that we are in, which is basically part of Sharfin Coaching. And she has grown her business to a million in revenue using a team of virtual assistants, also short for VAs. I have never thought of using a virtual assistant as a way to grow your business, considering I have a VA and I cannot live without her. So this is just fascinating to hear. I've spent the last two years learning from industry experts and successful business owners, going behind the scenes to discover what makes these entrepreneurs successful. Follow along with season eight of Unleash Your Focus podcast, where I dive in deeper than ever before, unlocking trade secrets, discovering what makes these entrepreneurs successful, but also really understanding their habits, frameworks, blueprints, secrets, and so much more. I also ask one important question, and that is how they have grown and scaled their business to a million or more. I'm excited that you are here and I can't wait for you to apply these strategies so you can become successful too. Welcome to Unleash Your Focus podcast, the number one place that will help you to start, grow and scale your online business today. Hi, Kathy. How are you doing? Hi, Joy. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for welcoming me onto your program. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm tongue-tied. <laughs> Thank you so much. When I saw your message, because I put a post out on the shelf and, you know, the forum and just getting people to interview. And when you messaged me, I was like, wow, that is, that's just such a unique way to grow your business. I would have never, ever thought to use VAs to do that. Can you tell us a little bit about how you, first of all, before we dive in your program, where did you grow up? Where did you come from? And yeah, what do you do for fun? Yeah. So, um, I grew up in, and a lot of people around the world will know about this place, um, for not great reasons, but they'll recognize it. I actually grew up in Ferguson, Missouri, um, which, yeah, that's where I grew up. And, um, now I live two hours South of that area in a very, very rural area. I'm actually in a national forest where nothing commercial can be built. And I live in a tiny house. So I have to drive an hour just to get to a grocery store. And this is where my husband and I wanted to retire. So back in 2001, I had quit my corporate job because they told me I laughed and smiled too much and that I was never going to get promoted again because of it. (laughs) Yeah. What? I was 40 years old. Yep. 40 years old. I had been with the corporation almost 20 years and I quit. And, um, I found out about this virtual assistant world and decided to do this. And then my husband lost his job. And I said, Hey, you know, let's move to that little cabin where we want to retire anyway. And you can retire fully. And he was 50 at the time. And I will make the money doing this VA thing. And he's like, I'll never work. (laughs) And I said, give me six months. And it wasn't even six months later. And he said, I am never leaving here. I will, you can bury me here. And um, my business just took off from there. And after I became a six figure virtual assistant, I struggled to find other virtual assistants to hire to help me. And that's when I started my training program. So I have been training virtual assistants since 2008. Wow. So I'm like, I, I need to walk this talk here and build my business with virtual assistants. So that's what I've done. That is amazing. And that's been a long time. And it's only now, I think with COVID and how did that impact your business? Because I think with COVID, a lot of people are starting home businesses. A lot of people actually realize that a virtual assistant is so important. Did that help your business at all? 
Yeah. So um, it has tremendously helped virtual assistants in particular and a little bit mine. Um, and, and here's why it's really helped the virtual assistants because just like you said, there were so many companies, number one, that were brick and mortar companies who, you know, they would be thinking, I need to get online. Someday I'll get online. And then they never did. And then COVID hit and they went, holy moly, I need to get online. Mm-hmm. And a virtual assistant who is really good at what they do, a professional virtual assistant, they can help a company get online. They can help run all that stuff. They already know how to do it. They've already been trained. They're already an expert. So literally, we I had virtual assistants in my program who had clients that were brick and mortar, like a construction company. And they reached out to, the VAs reached out to all their clients and said, hey, I know COVID has hit. How can I help you? Let's have a brainstorming session to see if I can help you get online. And they literally helped save a lot of companies. And then, um, like you said, other people who didn't even have businesses but lost their jobs from uh, corporations and stuff, they decided to start online businesses. And a lot of them have hired virtual assistants. Mm -hmm. So I would say, um, well, I know a stat that has been shared with me, which is, the virtual assistant industry was a $1 billion industry before COVID and growing. And after COVID, it's a $1 trillion industry. Wow, that is impressive. I would have never thought that a virtual assistant industry, even before COVID, was a $1 billion industry. But I guess it's a, it's a thing, if you, don't, if you don't look for those things around you, you're not going to know. But I know of so many people that have virtual, I don't actually know of any business owners that I'm friends with that does not have a virtual assistant. It's just, mm-hmm. you, you just need one. You just, there's no way to go without one. Yeah. I have 28 of them on my team. Wow. That is impressive. So how do, <laughs> how do they help you? Obviously, you're not, they're not all doing something for you, do they? Well, they all work on my business in some way or another. But um, what, what does yours do for you, Joy? So mine is, she's just going to transcribe this episode. So all the things podcasting relating <laughs> behind the scenes. And then from next year, I'm getting her more onto the video stuff as well. And already now she's um, looking into video editing and things like that. So she's, she's very grow and growth mindset. Like she wants to learn and explore mm-hmm. and do things, which is absolutely fantastic. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So she's going to, Nikki, you're going to hear this. You're going to transcribe this. But um, yeah, she's very <laughs> she's very awesome. And I'm very grateful for her because she's uh-huh. really helped a lot. Not taking all that pressure off of me to do all the things that I don't want right. to do, like sitting and transcribing episodes. Exactly. Who wants to do that? And finding keywords and no. who wants to do that. You know, so all the no. behind the scenes things. And from next year, she's going to do a lot more as well. So, mm-hmm. okay. So how does your, okay. So you've obviously grown your business doing virtual assistance. So how, what did you do before actually getting into this VI? What did you do before that? Were you a virtual assistant yourself? So in the corporate world, I worked for AT&T and mm-hmm. I was a marketing manager there. Okay. And I have an undergrad in marketing and I have an MBA, um, but I laughed and smiled too much. So my company didn't value me. I mean, they really didn't. They would say things like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. So, um, (laughs) horrible things to work for. I know. Um, you know, a lot of corporations are like that. You're just a number. So after I quit, I found out about the virtual assistant world actually through a real estate agent who was helping me and my husband buy a house. And, um, he told me about this and I'm like, I could do that. And he goes, if you want to, I'll hire you. So he hired me. 
And then I became a virtual assistant for real estate agents mm -hmm. and I did marketing for them for real estate agents all around the U S primarily on the coast because um, real estate on the coast, like in California and in Florida goes for a million and up and where I live, it goes for a hundred thousand and up. <laughs> so people where I live, they didn't want to pay me 75 an hour, which is what I was asking. Um, and people in California and Florida and Boston, they were like, sure, I'll pay that. Absolutely. You know, and I would help them market their business and market their listings. Um, and I grew that to over a hundred thousand um, dollars by myself. And then I added, I kept adding on, I added on five VAs who worked for me as subcontractors doing that work. And then the more I kept training people just to work for me, I'm like, this is crazy. Why am I doing this for free? I need to start charging for this. So that's why in 2008, I started charging to uh, teach women. It, it, there's very few men who want to be a VA. Yeah. There's no reason why they can't be. You can make great money doing it. Yeah. Um, but that's what I have done since 2008. And now I exclusively do the coaching and training of virtual assistants. And I teach them uh, how to build a business. Just like, you know, if you, if somebody taught you how to set up a, how to be a podcaster and market it, I teach them how to be a virtual assistant and how to market that business and what to price and how to do all the contract, you know, you need a contract when you work with a VA yeah. um, and all of that kind of stuff that most people don't know. I didn't know when I started my VA, I don't know any of that when I started my VA business. Because when you're an employee, you don't have to do any of that stuff. You do your little job description and that's it. So exactly. that's why I teach. That's what I teach now. That is so awesome. So do you have like different categories of different types of PAs, like a marketing PA or just a pure admin PA or a, do you have yes. those sets ups? Yes. So specialization is crucial. Um, and, and I'm going to talk about this in two ways. One is as the virtual assistant specializes, they can get paid more and more. Right. So for example, um, and I'm talking U.S. dollars here. So an, a, a general admin virtual assistant, they're going to make about $25 an hour. And somebody who, like I just told you, when I was a marketing uh, VA for real estate agents, I charged $75 an hour. And anything you want to specialize in, you want to be a bookkeeper, you want to do, Joy, I've got somebody that does my podcasting work too, uh, who goes out and finds um, guest spots for me. I have a VA who does that for me and she charges me 50 an hour and she finds me great spots that I don't have to find. Yeah. I, w I wasn't good at finding my own. You're like the only person I've ever found who actually said yes. When I asked them if I could be on their <laughs> podcast, <laughs> most people are like, no, who are you crazy? You're a crazy lady with some on her head. Um, so especially just like you said, specialization is crucial and then people can hire them to do that thing that they need done. Just like you hired Nikki to do your podcast work. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm asking this because I've, I've seen exactly what you're talking about. You've got a team of 20, there's like 28 VAs doing things for you, which is bonkers mm -hmm. in a good way. Bonkers. Like that's really, but great. they all specialize it. They all have something special. They do like my podcast person. Yes. Um, I have somebody that does all my email and calendar. That's all she does. My email and cal calendar. 
Yeah, because I think it's important um, to have somebody that specializes in something, and it, it's because it's not a jack of all trade and a master of none. Because you want right. that person exactly. to actually do something special, and that's why I want to keep Nikki where she is now to do all of those things. You know, anything podcasting and blog because it's all in the one bucket of things. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I'm I'm very impressed with all of that. Wow. Yeah. And the nice thing about hiring a virtual assistant is they're an independent contractor. They're not an employee. Yes. And so you can use them as you need. So none of the people that work with me, none of them are employees. None of them work full time. They all work as needed. Now, most of them work on a regular monthly basis because I need stuff done every month. Like my podcast person, you know, I want four new guest spots a month. And so she works till she gets that and I pay her for that. I have somebody who does all my blogging and I want X number of blog posts a month done and posted and she charges me a set amount per month for that. And then like you mentioned with video editing, I have someone who actually does, um, she directs me in my videos. She comes up with the topics, she directs me um, she edits them. She posts them to YouTube. She does all of that stuff for my YouTube channel. So she's That's my amazing. YouTube channel marketer and video director. Nice. And so you see how very specialized each of them are. Yes. That's amazing to have that because there's such a big difference between an admin VA and somebody that specializes. And like I say, because then you can put the dollar sign up because they've earned that that respect to be paid more. It's as simple as that because I've worked hard to be there. That's right. And I don't have to worry about learning any of that because I don't want to learn any of that. I'm yeah. busy doing my own stuff yeah. <laughs> and I don't have to pay for them to learn it. They have to pay for their own training and I don't have to pay for the time for them to train. They do mm -hmm. that on their own. Um, so it's just a really fabulous way to work. Yeah. And Joy, as people learn about VAs, and by the way, um, more and more people know about VAs. And as they learn about them, I think a lot of times they have a misconception that it's going to cost them a whole lot to hire that first VA. And it really doesn't need to. Um, my recommendation is hire your first VA before you really need that person. And you could probably hire them for $250 a month and get them started. So do you have $250 a month that you could put towards getting that first VA going and doing just like you, what was the hottest thing you needed done that you needed off your plate yes. and get them to do that. And then away you go. Yes, exactly. I've also, so, so here's the thing. So what if you have people and I actually get this a lot and I don't know if it's a people thing or um, I guess it is a people thing. When people think that dealing with a VA is just hard to do, a lot of people prefer in-person assistance and I mean I have a client that definitely they want a person sitting in an office doing things for them and I completely understand that 100% mm -hmm. I actually fun fact I was a, mm -hmm. a PA for like a few years working in government organizations never did it full-time mm -hmm. I really hated it so I just tempt um, <laughs> it was really good money and it was so easy to do but it was just a fun thing in between my children because I had that flexibility but um, as like somebody so if somebody has a, a they want to hire an assistant, but now they're torn between, do I get the somebody sitting in the office or do I get the mm -hmm. somebody sitting on a computer screen? What would your mm -hmm. advice be to somebody like that? Because I get that mm -hmm. quite often. Yeah. So, and, um, I will, with COVID, 
that mindset has shifted a lot. <laughs> yes, that is true. But there still, there still are people who are like, I really want that person in my office. Now, here's the thing. If you have a lot of physical things that you need people to do for you, like for example, if you are still printing out a bunch of stuff and you need that stuff filed, then yeah, you're going to need somebody in your office. But if it is really more of a mindset thing that you're just like, well, what if I can't watch over them and I can't make sure they're doing the work? That is your own mindset that you need to work on and shift it because you don't need to be supervising people that closely um, because it's wasting a lot of your time. You need to find people that you can trust to do the work That's it. and meet your deadlines and then let go of that uh, yes. micromanaging. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And if you feel like you have to micromanage your staff because they're not doing something, then the blunt thing to do is to let them go and find somebody else that you do not have to micromanage because nobody has to Exactly. <laughs> exactly. In fact, I, I have the three P's that I teach the people in my program that this is what they need to take with them to any client and do this. One is professional. They need to know how to set up contracts and do things like that so that they are professionally working with that client and both, uh, both sides are protected by that contract, right? Number two is proactive. So instead of sitting back like you do as an employee and waiting for your employer to tell you what to do, you need to know what to do. You need to be the one saying, Hey, joy, I have an idea. What if we did this? It would save you a thousand dollars a month. Do you want to do that? One of my VAs came to me and did that. She said, Kathy, you're, you're doing active campaign. You also have Kajabi. And Kajabi now does email. And this is my Kajabi specialist and my active campaign specialist that was talking to me. She's like, you're paying active campaign a thousand dollars a month. And this is all included in Kajabi. Why don't we move everything over to Kajabi? I'm like, what? Yes. Save me a thousand dollars a month. That's great. So that's being proactive. And I will tell you that not only are people on my team doing things like that, but they're also coming to me and going, Hey, I have an idea for a new product that you could create that I think would be really hot. And here's why I think it. And so the being proactive is really beneficial. And then third is being a problem solver. So don't come to me and say, hey, we got this problem. Come to me and say, I noticed this problem and here is what I would suggest to solve it. And if you're not, if they have three options, come to me with three options and say, here are three ways we could solve this. What do you think? And I literally, I teach people to do that in my training program, but I also with my own VAs, if they come to me and say, hey, this is a problem. I'm like, oh, thanks for letting me know. What's your recommendation on solving it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, solve it. That's the thing. You need to have, a, you have to, and it's so funny because a lot of people, it does not come natural to solve problems. That's why entrepreneurs make money because they actually, you get paid to solve problems because a lot of people don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so. uh, they won't remain on my team very long if they don't solve the problem because no. I call it giving me homework. Please don't give me homework. <laughs> no, because you don't want to deal with that. That's why you've got them because they are there for That's you right. to actually do that. Okay. So the podcast right. is called Unleash Your Focus. 
for a reason. So the reason why it's called Unleisure Focus is because I really like to dive in behind the scenes to see what makes people successful. So obviously one of your actual tangible things is your virtual assistants. But what is the other thing as far as habits go that you feel can, you know, is contributing to your success? Um, so I think the thing that has propelled me from, um, well, let me just tell you some exact numbers. Cause I don't know about you, but I want, when somebody says, well, I was not making this much and then I made a lot. Well, what does that mean? So I had easily gotten to a hundred thousand, but I stayed at a hundred thousand in revenue for quite a while, three years. And I couldn't figure out how to get past it. Okay. And once I figured two things out, then I skyrocketed really quickly. And the two things were one, I had to believe that I was worth more. Thank you. My own mindset was telling me, yeah, a hundred thousand is about what you're worth. You know? So I had to do work on my mindset to go, why? And once I realized it, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I was holding myself back what I was. And then the second thing is taking bigger risks. So just a minor example, for example, um, I was doing Facebook ads and I was scared to spend more than like $500 a month on Facebook ads. But literally, this is back when Facebook ads were like, Facebook ads were like awesome. This is like four years ago. If I put a dollar into a Facebook ad, I got $5 back in sales. And the person I was working with at the time said, however much money you have, you just need to put it into Facebook ads. And I was so scared. I didn't do it. And I really could kick myself for that. Now I spend 5,000, 10,000 a month on Facebook ads because it's still paying off to do that. I still spend money on expensive coaching and training like Sharfin because it pays off. So once I decided to take bigger risks and here's how I decided if the risk is big, big enough. Um, if you know where you feel um, uh, fear in your body, if you don't know yet, think about something scary and pay attention to where it is in your body. So I feel fear in my body and my stomach. Okay? okay. So when I set a goal or when I have something and think, oh, do I want to spend $10,000 on this? And my stomach goes, I'm like, that's the right level. <laughs> if my stomach just goes, hmm, I'm a little hungry or I don't care, not high enough. So when I set my goals, I do that. I'm like, uh, if I, if I go, Oh my gosh, my stomach is killing me. <laughs> it doesn't last long. It's just when I think about it, yeah. then I know that the, that the goal is big enough. So I have a quote that I actually have right above my desk here. And it says, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. So after I made those two mindset shifts, I went from 100,000 yeah. to 300,000 in 12 months. Wow. From 300,000 to 700,000 the next 12 months. And then from 700,000 to a million. And that, that is million impressive. is this year in COVID. That is impressive. Wow. That is, and that, that was is really the only difference. Those two things were the only difference. I was already doing everything else I was supposed to be doing. I just didn't think I was worth it. And I wasn't willing to risk the self-worth and I the, felt comfortable with the self-worth thing is a big big problem for a lot of entrepreneurs I myself had it and I think that was a big reason why I never got my business to be at a stage where I can feel 
this is working. This is what I want to do. This is great. I never felt that in the beginning. Now I do because, you know, I went through that self-worth thing because if you don't feel self-worth, you are not going to be successful ever, like an ever. And I've actually done a few podcast episodes on it. I'm looking for a quote. I've got, um, one of the people that's in the uh, the Schaffen coaching program with me, he's a sales, I won't mention his name because I didn't ask permission, but he's a sales trainer. That's his, his superpower. And he's, he's amazing in what he does. And uh, he, he, the one time uh, we were asking, you know, there's like the Q and A, what do you have questions, whatever, like our weekly calls. And I said, well, I've got this problem with, and this is only like three, four months ago. I've got this problem. I'm not charging enough. I know I'm not charging enough. And I know it's not a self-worth issue because I've worked on that, but it's more a mindset thing on, um, is my product going to solve this problem for them at this expensive price? That was more my thing. And he sent me a quote and I actually want to see if I can find it now because I thought it was the most amazing quote. And that is exactly the type of mindset that you're talking about that people don't understand. Um, sorry, this is actually terrible, but I want to share this because this is really, I thought this was amazing. So what was the other habit while I'm looking for the quote? What was the other habit that you thought you know, that you feel that could help you through struggling and basically growing and scaling your business. Mm -hmm. Um, so really those were the biggest things, you know, other things are things that, that are, uh, (laughs) really not sexy and pretty much everybody can do them like, uh, time blocking on my calendar. Um, (laughs) Um, actually I'm going to stop you there, Kathy. Do you know how many people okay. struggle with that? Like I am not joking. I had a whole coaching thing on teaching people how to time block because they had no clue. And it's not, oh, it's, wow. it's not like, um, and for me, it comes naturally. It always just have, and I'm listening to other people and they just don't do it and they know they need to do it, but they just don't do it. So what comes naturally to us doesn't come naturally to other people. But it's true because the season that I did before this season was about a time blocking and structure and routine and all of those things. And mm-hmm. I had a great feedback on that episode because people was like, oh, wow, I never thought of actually color coding my calendar. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's a thing that yeah. people do. It's actually amazing. Yeah. So that quote is, undercharging is the act of assuming your clients have the same limiting beliefs about money as you. Oh, I love that. That's good, eh? That is That's, so yeah. And the you know, Joy, and this was what James James Moore or something like that. Yeah. Cool. You know, I know one of the things that you're passionate about is helping people get out of poverty. Yeah. And I really believe that mindset. I I, I think of it as a poverty mindset versus an abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. And people can have a poverty mindset that's going to keep them, um, you know, paycheck to paycheck or always in debt, or they can have an abundance mindset that's going to help them look for the possibilities. The, the poverty mindset looks at the problem. The abundance mindset looks at the for the solution. That's exactly it. I couldn't have said it any better. That's exactly it. And if you can, and I, I truly believe if you want to grow and scale your business, that's one of the mindsets that you need to adopt to be able to, to get to that next level. Okay. So we've talked about your VA things, which I think is absolutely amazing. So what is your superpower, how you can help other people? Um, you know, say, say I, I need a VA. So I come to Kathy and say, maybe, maybe I am a VA and I come to you. What is that thing that you can help me with? 
Okay, so I'm going to answer that two different ways because there's two different superpowers I have. <laughs> the, if you're coming, if you need a VA, I have free VA matchmaking sessions. So all you have to do is email me um, and I'm happy to share that or I don't know if you put it in your show notes or whatever. Just email and say, I need a VA. I heard about you from Joy Nicholson and, and Unleash Your Focus podcast. And you'll get a free VA matchmaking session. We will literally talk with you and uh, recommend a VA to you based on your needs and your budget and all of that. So that is my superpower for business owners who are thinking they might need a VA and also helping them understand what they might use a VA for to begin with and then to grow. Yes. And then my superpower with the people that come to me to work to become a VA um, and by the way, I call the people I train, I call them virtual experts rather than nice. virtual assistants. Nice. Um, and I've trademarked that term because, you know, it just it elevates them for, yes. from that or that commodity of a VA to uh, that next level, a virtual expert. And what I can do for them is I can talk with them for a few minutes, literally like 15 minutes, and I know what they should specialize in. Nice. I love virtual because just talking with them to find out what they like, don't like what they enjoy, what they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't really like this. I can see it on their face. Have you ever looked at somebody's face when they're talking about something they really like and you can see how they light up versus somebody who, um, the other day I was talking to somebody and, and somebody else told me, Oh, she should be a writer. And I'm like, Oh, you like writing? And she goes, Yeah. And I went, oh, no, you do not. We are, you are not writing. Let's move on. What else? <laughs> so that's my superpower. I really can see. And I can see who's going to be really good and make a lot of money, too. Nice. That's key. Yeah. Because then you know you can invest more time in that person. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of VAs come to me. Well, they're women. And women have a real challenge with having that poverty, scarcity, uh, negative mindset. Um, that unworthiness, that lack of self-confidence. So um, I really help them see the possibilities because when you become a really good virtual expert, there's no limit to how much you can earn. Yes, exactly. So do you actually then coach them through, through that mindset? Do you help them to come to the other yes. side of that? Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. It's a big part of what we do in the program because, um, I mean, as you've been talking about it, it's just a huge issue. We also have um, quarterly mindset tune-ups is what I call them. Nice. <laughs> you got to tune up your mindset. And we bring in a variety of experts who have different methods of helping Ooh. shift their mindset. If you ever yeah. want somebody, I have a great friend. He lives in Connecticut. He's actually, he used to be a celebrity mindset coach. And um, I'm not going to tell his story because his story is amazing. Um, he must tell it himself. But if you ever want somebody, um, I strongly recommend him. I he do. helped me a lot. I do. Would you, would you introduce me to him, please? Because, yes, definitely. I'm looking for somebody new um, constantly because yeah. it's really important. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's fabulous. He's, um, he's, I've just adopted him as my personal mindset coach, but we've been good friends for about two years. We used to do the same. We used to sell the same stuff um, two years ago. I've actually have a few, I've got actually a whole handful of episodes with him. J Jason Ezo. He's, um, Ooh, okay. yeah, I've got a I'll lot go of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. All right. Thank you, so Joy. I always have this question <laughs> that I ask, which is, um, 
I thought to myself, I'm not going to ask it on this season, but I want to keep doing this because it depends on who actually listens to the episodes, right? If, if there's somebody that comes to you that's sitting on the fence, they're not exactly sure what to do, or just in general, they're sitting on the fence, they're not sure if they should do the next step in a business or take the right steps to actually create a business, what would that advice be? Well, first I would talk with them and ask them what their goals are in life. You know, what do you really want? Yes. Um, and I call it, um, if you could become the superhero of your own success, what would success mean for you? What would that look like? What would that feel like? Because everybody has a different version of what success means to them. Yes. And sadly, Joy, most of the women that I ask that question of, they literally almost start crying because they say, no one has ever asked me that before. I've oh, never even wow. thought about it. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that sad? That is so sad. And so they take, a, I know, I actually have an exercise that I step them through to help them uh, think about that and, and write it down. And then I have them share that with me. And based on what that is, then I will tell them, Here, here's what I think is your next step. Or your next three steps. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sending people your way. You need to fix them and <laughs> hire them. And obviously they will pay you to become VAs. I can think of so many people that need you because I need to do something oh, to earn money. And I think it's just beautiful because you're not just helping them to create money. You're also helping them to, to fix themselves. And that is so incredibly important. Yeah. And I meet them wherever they are. So when they come to me and, you know, they're a mom, like I have one lady, her name's Kate. She came to me about five years ago and she, her story was, I'm a stay at home mom of three. I've been nothing but a stay at home mom for 12 years. I have no value to anyone. No one will hire me. I'm thinking about going to work at a fast food restaurant. And I'm like, Okay. So number one, you have lots of value, just not, and I hate that word just, you have lots of value from all the work you've done homeschooling your children because look how successful they are and running your own home. And I said, what did you do before? Joy, she was an engineer. And I said, so you haven't forgotten all of that. <laughs> you already have tons of skills and experience and knowledge. And I know for sure that you can quickly have a super successful business. And so she joined my program and today she has a team of her own and her husband has joined her business. That's, That's how successful she's become. That's amazing. You see, cause this is a thing and I'm not putting motherhood down. I mean, I've got a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. So I come and he just turned seven like a few weeks ago. So I know exactly how it is to be in that I'm not self-worthy because all I used to do is this and this. I mean, before we moved to New Zealand, I was in sales and marketing and I was pretty, like I managed teams and things. I was up there. I had a proper career. And then we moved to New Zealand and I just never got back into that because as we moved here, the first six months I felt pregnant and it just, that was the thing. And I couldn't get into finding the right job for me because nobody wanted to hire a pregnant lady or one with small kids because it takes a lot of time and attention to be a marketing salesperson. And I struggled right. to find the right job. But then you become you become this mother in your cycle. And then we had another boy and it just becomes it's all about mother. And yes, I had jobs in between, but it was temping. And I had a sales job where I worked from home, which is fabulous. I had an amazing boss, but it still wasn't the same as having your own business. 
And that's where my self-worth issues also became quite apparent to me is because it's that you are just spending time with your children all day long, or you're just cleaning the house, or I'm just doing this. What skill do I have? Because I'm just doing this. And that just word, I agree with you. It's a horrible word. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the thing with these, and this is mothers because, and you don't, and the dads don't realize how it affects the mothers, which is sad. And it's not like they fold. It's not that it's just, it's just life. No, but they don't understand. Yeah. That's the thing. They're not experiencing it the same way. I have a friend here in New Zealand. Well, here in Oxford where I live, because I live in a small rural town too, by the way. I'm not an hour from a shop. I have a grocery shop here, but it's not a very <laughs> big one. But it's the town is like 1,500 people. So it's small, but not as small as you. But uh, it's very rural. And so it's a small community. People know each other. And this friend that I've got, I've because um, I've been living in the town for two years now, and we've always chatted, but it always just kids come up with conversation and this and that. And then she lived in the UK for a number of years, I think five years or something like that. I can't remember now. And she's actually a weather expert. Like she's studied in that field and she's got a degree in this thing. And she's got six children or five children, sorry, five children. And she's very, she's wow. very smart, but she's not, she's her self-worth is hundred percent intact because you know, she understands the worth of actually growing. Cause that was the decision she made. She's quitting a career, let her kids be old enough. And then she would take that on again. So I was, I'm very impressed with the way that she did it, you know, just kept her mm-hmm. self-worth intact because she doesn't have that. I'm just cleaning the house. That's a worth thing for her to do because it's a, it's a big thing. It's, if you have five children, that's a lot of cleaning to do. <laughs> that, that is a lot of work. That but is way more work than I ever do in a day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's nice to, to hear that from your perspective where it's not just, you know, it's, it's, and it's, it's mothers go through this. And I think mothers, mothers really need to understand that when they feel like that, there is space for themselves to be successful and to, oh, yeah. to say that, you know what, even if I have children, I can still be successful. Yeah. It's okay. I just need to look after myself a little bit more. So that's right. And as a virtual assistant, for example, um, you can work part time as part time as you want. Yes. Um, so, for example, another lady in my program, her name's Lori. She has four boys. She's homeschooling all four of them because of COVID. And um, she has three clients that she works with as a virtual assistant. And she limits the amount of time, like, and I'm one of them that she works with. And she's like, I can only give you this amount of time. This is the max amount of time I can give you in any one month. And she does the same thing with her other two clients. And she wanted to just make like an extra thousand dollars a month. And so she could like take her kids to Disneyland and stuff like that. Before COVID, she was able to do that. Well, she's so good at what she does with just these three clients she actually was able to afford to buy what she calls her dream mansion. And she and her husband moved into that before COVID because of the extra money she was making working part-time. That's amazing. Yeah. And the other thing that I don't think moms realize um, is when you're teaching your children, like even if you're not homeschooling them, you're still teaching them. You're learning how to train people, right? And you're learning how to help them have better self-confidence. And I also think you're becoming a really good coach because you coach your children also. So a lot of people are like, why do you think I'd be a good coach? And I'm like, look what you've done with your children. They're amazing. So there's just so many things that moms are, don't realize because um, they don't, it, it doesn't have a college degree behind it, right? 
That's the other awesome thing about being a VA. You don't need any degree at all. Nobody cares. Nobody asks. Like I mentioned, I have an MBA. Not one time did anybody ever say, what's your degree? Not one time. <laughs> they didn't care. If I could meet deadlines and do the work, that's what they care about. No, I'm laughing because it is so, so true. It's so true. That, like the recent things are for people of like 30 years ago that had them or 20 years ago because people don't care about it in online space. Yeah, sure, if you're going to step into corporate, maybe if you're specifically applying for that position. But in an online mm -hmm. world, every person, I mean, even Alex Sharfin, he's he doesn't have anything degree wise and look at him he's like a multi you're kidding oh my god that guy is so freaking smart he is so that smart. frightens me to know that he just knows all of that he's so smart but <laughs> he is, is so smart but this is the thing a lot of these online people that are so successful they all have exactly that you know they just yes. they learn outside of the box and they learn how to be successful right kathy this is i will amazing. tell you for sure that i have learned i have learned tons more building my own business um, from VA on up than I ever did in any college program I took. Yes. And, you know, I'm not putting down colleges. It's just that they do theory, not practical. Exactly. And when you're building your business, that is practical. <laughs> yes. And a lot of them as well, they teach you how to go and borrow money from the bank instead of creating a funnel, for example, to make your own money. So, yeah, that's yes. so, so true. Thank yeah. you so Joy, much. Joy, you're right. And, you know, this you know what I tell people? I yeah. say, if you learn how to create a funnel, if you learn how to work online, you will never be without income. That is exactly true. And this is actually my actual business. A podcast is my fun thing. Um, the actual, my actual business is marketing agency. This is what I do. And it is important. Oh, cool. <laughs> you need to You're have really that. helping people. You are really, really helping people. <laughs> <laughs> I try. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is very, that's very true. You need to have those things in place. And like I say, the practical side of a business is, is practicing literally every day, seeing how you can grow and scale mm -hmm. and do things. And it's a, it's a mm -hmm. gross growing. Your business is also growing your mind, right? Yes. If I can put it. Oh like yeah. That. And it's so much fun. I have never had as much, by the way, I'm 63 years old and I'm not slowing down. I'm speeding up because <laughs> I'm having so much fun. That adrenaline rush that I get every day from learning something new, talk, talking with you, Joy, from all the way across the world. Why would I ever retire? I love this. <laughs> well, this is the thing. If you love what you do, it's not a job. It's just fun. And it's fun that you get paid for. So why not? <laughs> Yeah, but all those people in the corporations, they don't know this. I didn't know this. Almost 20 years, I thought that was the only thing I could do. Yeah, and that's sad because that was my world as well for a long time. And I always had this thing, if I have a business, it needs to be a physical business. You know, setting up mm. kiddies parties or do this or that, not uh, actual online something. It's, it's just amazing. And it's, it's, it's the mindset just to change your view on things makes a big difference. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Really anything is possible these days. When people say, oh, you're not going to be able to figure out what I like to do. I'm like, give me the challenge because I'm going to tell you right now, I am going to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly it. Thank you so much, Kathy. I really appreciate this. You've had some really good advice. We'll drop all your links on the bottom of the podcast. This will be aired on YouTube probably in the next 
couple of weeks. I'd have to speak to the VA. We'll, we'll work out a system on it because we've got some ones before yours as well. But yes, so thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. This has been fantastic. Your, the way that you grow and scale your business is just so unique and so awesome. And I will definitely send people your way for training. And um, yeah, so you can create some more successful moms out there. It's just, it's just awesome what you do. Thank you so much. Thank you. And anybody listening to this who is wanting to scale, come to me, free VA matchmaking. Um, I'd love to help you find a VA or learn more about what it's like to work with a VA. That is fantastic. And I will definitely point people your way because I think a lot more people can do with that. It's important. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Joy. Bye.